Shalom Eichem Rabbi Isai. We find ourselves this week beginning Sefer Tvarim. Although usually we try to say something about the Parsha, I thought that being that we're so close to Tishabav, that perhaps it will be appropriate to say something in order for us to be able to prepare ourselves a little bit for Tishabav. Because I'll tell us that if a person is not misabil al khurbana, if he doesn't mourn over the destruction of the Besamikdash, then he won't be Zaikhaliras Bisimchasa. Won't be Zaikh to Vinyanu Bisimchasa. He won't be Zaikh to see the binyan and the simcha of the Lias Besamikdash. So on one aspect we have to think about the Avelus. And the, on the other side, the person has to be able to think about what caused the Chorben, and perhaps if we can get down to the bottom of that, or at least part of the reason, or one of the reasons, Gemara brings many of them, then maybe if we can work on those ideas, and be sensitive to them, and try to internalize them, then that could be our way of showing our sensitivity and our appreciation of wanting the base of English to be built again. The Gemara in Gittin brings a famous story. The Gemara says, A kamsa uvar kamsa As a result of kamsa and bar kamsa, Yushalayim was destroyed. And the Masha tells us in Gittin that kamsa and bar kamsa were father and son. Kamsa, the father, and bar kamsa, which usually bar means the son, was the son of kamsa. As a result of that father Kamsa and his son Bar Kamsa, Rishalayim was destroyed. What's the story? So Gemara tells us like this. There's a certain person who was a very good friend of Kamsa, who liked Kamsa very, very much, and that was a big enemy of Bar Kamsa. Now this person was making a a chasna was making a simcha. Avot Sudasa was making a simcha. Amalelishmaye. So he told the shamish, his 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 uh, you know his servant, Zil Aisili Kamsa. I'm making this big party here, this big simcha. You know, go bring me Kamsa, my good friend Kamsa. Azil Aisile Bar Kamsa. By mistake, he went and he brought Bar Kamsa. Now, all of a sudden, when this host was going around looking at all the people by the Suda, he walks around and he sees all of a sudden, Az Ashkechei, the Havi Yosef, and all of a sudden takes a look and he sees Bar Kamsa sitting by his Simcha. Amalayla Bar Kamsa. So he turns to Bar Kamsa, his enemy, and he says to him, Nichti ha'hu gavu ba'aldavavi da'hu gavu my boy Socha. You... The, my enemy, what are you doing here? Come, puk, come, get up, get out of here. Listen, since I'm here already, let me stay, let me stay here. And it's not going to cost you any money because I'm going to pay you for the food and everything that I drink. Just let me stay. Don't don't embarrass me to throw me out like this. Amalei, low. said, no way. There's no way that I'm going to let you stay. Amalei, so Barakamsa said back to him, I'm not going to give you the food that I eat and drink. You're 
I'm going to give you the cost of half of the, of the simcha. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not willing. I'm going to pay for the entire simcha. I'm not willing. He took him with his own hands, Bakamsa, and he threw him right out. Now Bakamsa, after seeing this happening, he said to himself like this: The rabbis were sitting here, and they didn't make any protest to this. It must be that they're okay with what he just did. Then I'm going to come. And say something to the to the king to the Caesar. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and report them over. And then the story goes on that he goes to he goes to the the Malka. He goes to the, and he tells them that you know the Jews are willing to rebel want to rebel, rebel against you. And he said, well, why are you saying such a thing? He says, yeah, try to send them a carbon. Try to send them a carbon, and uh, you'll see if they accept your carbon. So he sends the carbon, and on the way, Bakamsa made a mum, a blemish inside the carbon, something that the that the goyim, the Romans, were not against. But he was, he was, you know, but the, but the Yisrael was against. Wouldn't be able to use the carbon. Machlek is whether he made a, a mum, a blemish by the eyelid, or he made it by the by the lips, which by the goyim it's not a blemish in, a, in their carbon, in their sacrifices, but by Yisrael it's a blemish. And they weren't sure what to do. And uh, in the end, they didn't accept the carbon. And then Kamsa came back and said, they didn't accept the carbon. Kamsa came back and told them to get the carbon. And that led eventually to Chorben of Yerushalayim. Now, first of all, we have to go and understand this story a little bit. First of all, it says over here that because of Bar Kamsa, Yerushalayim was destroyed. Now, we blame Bar Kamsa for what happened. What about the host that tried throwing him out? Why, why, why are we only blaming Barakamsa for, for doing something indecent over here and, and when, when the host went ahead and threw him away? We don't say anything about the host. Secondly, what did Kamsa, the father, do? Kamsa was home in his house. He wasn't there at the Hasan at all. Barakamsa gets the invitation. So why does Kamsa get blamed for what his son Barakamsa does to, to credit the destruction of, Yerushal, the destruction of Yerushalayim the Kam says, well, so there's a famous Magid nowadays in, in Eretz Yisrael, Roshlema Levenstein, Shlita. And he put out a whole set of Svarim, and all different, all different types of Vinyanim, and the Svarim are loaded with Chazal and Purushim and all different types of things, stories about the daily, about the Yisrael. Very, very special story. Now, he deals with these questions. He brings from somebody, a Rabbi Yishayu Deutsch, who says the following. He says that, let's go into the world of Bakamsa, and then we're going to go into the world of Kamsa, the father. Bakamsa gets this invitation. He's in his house. He gets an invitation told to him, come to the Hasna of this person who's your big enemy. The first thing that Bakamsa thought was this wasn't a mistake. Hey, maybe this person's coming to his senses and he finally invited me to his wedding and to the to this chasa, to the Sibcha, he invited me to come over here. Oh, maybe he's looking to apologize to me. So he comes. 
as soon as he sits down by the simcha and the host comes and starts to ask him, what are you doing here? So then Barakamsa started to realize, oh, this was a mistake. He's still back to his old tricks. He's still my enemy. And that was the result of leading to this whole argument. But what was the background to the argument? So he explains that the Balabayas looked at him and said, you're here. Now, what when Barakamsa came in, he knew that this person maybe was trying to apologize. And he realized it was a mistake. Now, Barakamsa had the opportunity right now to try to work things out. Here we are right now. Let's work things out. No, he stood his ground. He sat himself on the side, and he waited to see if the host is going to really come over to him to apologize to him or to come to work things out with him. When he saw that the host was not willing to do that because he just showed up, and what are you doing here uninvited? Now, he had the opportunity right then and there to say, let's work things out. Let's apologize. He wasn't willing to do that. He wasn't willing to work things out. And he wasn't willing to, to, to come to, 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 <coughs> to, humili- to, to any type of humility. He wasn't able to humble himself, to be able to bring himself to the point of being able to say, let's work things out, let's apologize, let's, let's try and patch things up. Now, when the host sees that he's not willing to patch things up, but he's still willing to stand his ground, and he's saying, oh, so I'll just pay you off, just let me stay here, that's what angered the host. That's what sent him out. So the fact that Barakamsa stood on his principle and he wasn't willing to bend because he wanted the other person to come to him. He wanted the other person to bend himself for him and otherwise he's not going to he's not going to apologize. That led to the Chorb. Now what does it have to do with Kamsa? What does it have to do with Kamsa? He was at home. So Revolution explains first of all it doesn't make sense that you can have such a situation where you could be my father's best friend and I'm your enemy. Usually if a person has a very good relation, a relationship with a person with his father, then the son usually tries to keep that connection together. How is it that he had such a hatred towards this person? It's like he bases it based on, you know, by the Miraglim. When the Miraglim were meant to go into Eretz Yisrael, to check at Eretz Yisrael, to find out if it's uh, Eretz Shemena, is if it's a, a land full of produce, and Oyev Razo, if it's a neglected land, Hayesh Ba'etz, if there are trees. Now Rashi explains, what's Shayesh Ba'etz are the trees, that, that, that trees are the ones that bear the fruits, that bring the fruits. The question, the meaning behind it that Rashi explains was for the tzaddikim there. So the question is, like, how could you measure who the tzaddikim are? So that was the pshat. You should take from the fruits of the land. Meaning from the children. From the children of the people that are there, you'll be able to tell from their way that they relate and they, and they refer to the parents, you'll be able to tell what the truth is about their parents. You'll be able to tell if the parents are tzaddikim and who they are. From the children... The children, you could see what the perspectives and the attitudes of the parents are in the house. So explains to Levenstein that Barkamsa saw that Kamsa's relationship with, with this person was not a true relationship. He really hated him on the inside. Like the Gemara in says that the Gemara asks, You want to tell me that in the first base of Mikdash, only in the second base of Mikdash, there was hatred, uh, there wasn't hatred in the first base of Mikdash? 
And read the Pasuk in Yechezkel, which shows us that there were people, that there were people that would sit, you know, joyously sitting together, eating and drinking together, spending time together. And then they would stab them right in the back, on the other side. People which were showing, hey, we're just good friends, and then they would just stab them right in the back. That was a sinner that was <clears throat> that was hidden. The sinner of our Kamsa was a sinner that was straightforward and open to the, in front of everybody. The sinner of, of Kamsa, which was also a dangerous sinner, was a sinner that was hidden. And that was pretend, he was pretending that he loved his friend. But the question is, there's still one other time on Kamsa, on the father. Because the question is, we know that if Kamsa would have been at the Hasana, then probably this person wouldn't have done this to Bar Kamsa because he wouldn't want to embarrass the friend that he thought was his good friend, Kamsa. So where was Kamsa? So explains the Mephoshim that Kamsa didn't come because he was waiting for an invitation. Oh, you didn't invite me? I know you're my best friend. It might have been overlooked. It might have been a mistake. And I'll come anyways because you're my best friend. No, no, no. If I don't get an invitation sent to me, if there's no formalities, if I don't get the cover, I don't give it, get it given to me in the way that it's supposed to be given, I'm not coming. And as a result of that, Kamsa didn't come. And Barkamsa came. And the host got angry at Barkamsa. So in other words, the result of Kamsa standing on his principle of not getting his invitation, and Bar Kamsa standing on his principle of, of, of wanting the other person to apologize, that led to the Chorban of Yerushalayim. Now what was the, what was the, <clears throat> the, uh, the simonim that when, when Bar Kamsa brought the, the carbon, that he did something either to the eye or to the mouth, so the person explained. That was the Miramis to the Chisarin in Klal Yisrael at the time. That Klal Yisrael was, was on one hand was being Tsar Ayin. They weren't, they, were, they weren't looking with a good eye. They didn't have an Ayin type. They had an Ayin Ra. And therefore, the, the, not appreciating the people, not looking at the people with the right light, that was something that led to the Chub. And by the, according to the opinion that says that the Mum, the blemish was made by the lips, that they were speaking Russian Hara and speaking things that were not proper about other people. That was the second thing that led to the Chub. If we want to be able to see that base of Mikdash rebuilt, we know that it's so many years that we don't have that base of Mikdash. If we want to see that base of Mikdash rebuilt, we have to think to go down to the source of what was the reason for that Chorban. If we don't just stand on our principles and we look at making an effort to be able to build a connection with our friends and our family, like the Mishnah tells us at the end of Shas, only was able to find, the only vessel that Akash was able to find to be able to hold blessing for Klai Yisrael is the, is the vessel of Sholem. When the Sholem, that is the secret to everything, that's the bottom line, that's where we end Shmanesu with Sholem, we end Benjamin with Sholem, we end, we end Bechaz Kahanim with Sholem. Shalom is the Yisoyed of Klai Yisrael. And when we build on that Achtas, we put everything together, that's going to be the bricks that we're going to be able to put into being able to, being able to build that base of Mikdash, Hashem, that we won't have to sit and to cry, but we'll be able to do the Samer together. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.
Cole.